we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my sidekick co-host, Garrett. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? They call me Clanker sometimes. <laughs> Clanker. He's going to be clanging. I already heard him banging and clanging around. Trying to edit that out. I do it for, the, I do it for wrong, bud. Yeah, yeah. It, interesting news this week. So, firstly... Uh, the It's Always Sunny guys um, released a podcast, and really? it's gone to number one on yeah. Spotify. They kicked Rogan off for yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. Now, it might just be a week. I think some of the algorithms work like this. Like, if your growth is really fast, like you're a new podcast and everyone's tuning in real quick, that, you know, so it's doing, I think the algorithm kind of works with, like, it's doing total downloads, but also like your growth rate. So if you think of Rogan, he's already has all the downloads, even though it's still growing, it might not be growing at that, that kind of same rate. So we'll see where the, where the thing uh, ends up. But it's kind of cool because Rob on that show played Mac and it's always sunny. He used to train with me. And my jujitsu school. Yeah. So good for them. That's awesome, man. That's that's yeah. Great. Good, good for that. And I've heard some of it, and it's funny. Those guys are good on that. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool just to hear them just chatting away. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Bit of competition for Rogan yeah, never hurts. For sure. He, never hurts. I'm sure he'd, he'd say the same thing. Good for them. That's yeah. Push. He's all about it. He's right. all about it. There's plenty of plenty of people to listen for everyone. Right. All right, let's jump over to Ron White. What a legend. Dude, he's only getting better with age too, huh? Yeah. What an absolute legend. I didn't know that he didn't really get famous with stand-up until he was like in his 40s. I know. How huge is that? Yeah, well, he's been doing it a long time. But like you could imagine, you know, if you've done it as long as he has... And it took you till you were 40. Like, I bet there was a point where, you know, he could have considered quitting before getting famous. I feel like his explanation, though, with the fact that he paid his dues, maybe behind the scenes a little bit, if you will, but he was doing his thing for however long. So when he had the opportunity to be put on, he was already prepared. He's like, I remember him saying, he's like, the worst thing to do is become famous without a real act, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he only had to leave. Uh, use a little bit of it on that show like right, i think right. he said like 10 15 minutes so he Probably. kept most of his material right genius genius he's like i must be one of the only guys in that position to be able to do that because yeah 
right? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I remember when the blue collar tour came out, and um, it's huge. Uh, I, yeah, it was massive. I mean, but I, I definitely remember thinking the Ron was my favorite. Like right. he, his stand up really stood out to me. I agree. The other stuff was a bit more hillbilly ish, right. and there were some good jokes, but I didn't, I didn't really connect to a, a ton of it. But Ron's I, stuff was just brilliant. I, I would second that for sure. I agree that, that he was the. the the outlier for me in that squad yeah yeah i remember this bit that he had about sunglasses hut and charging like you know 120 dollars for some sunglasses and he was like you piece of shit to the guy like just, what they're sunglasses like everything about that skit was just i, I, I love perfect. it i love it when he impersonates his wife always he's always like ron ron <laughs> you know you know what i mean i'm butchering it but he does it so good it's he's great he's so good so good he started off with a bit of a cigar lesson actually didn't he like how to light it right i didn't know that (laughs) joe was like i've been lighting these cigars for how many years i've been doing it wrong (laughs) i've been doing it wrong the whole time (laughs) doing it wrong i can't believe ron uh quit drinking though like good for him you know to be at a turn like going from drinking that much to I mean, he. I see him at the comedy store a few times, and dude, he was always walking around with a bottle of tequila in his hand, like he, his own tequila. Yeah, he's not messing around. That I mean, guy was I ready back, to party. I guess looking back on it, maybe it was just the '80s or '90s, but I remember having conversations where it was like, if you had to choose one of drinking or smoking, you'd have to pick smoking because that's just going to be like a longevity thing that's going to build up over time. But I don't know. The way you mean what? Smoking cigarettes? Yeah, but those things he's smoking are like five fucking cigar cigarillos within one, right? It's supposed to be. Oh, like uh, that's a good nic- point. Yeah, that's like probably nicot- not good either. If you're smoking a pack of cigarettes with each cigarette. I mean, not yeah. that, not that liquor is good for your liver. I mean, I appreciate the quitting liquor for sure. Don't get me wrong. Well, maybe he went from. You know, I'm gonna give my liver a break yeah, and well, wear my lungs out, yeah, and well, then I'll, I'll switch back. Yeah, it's gotta well, be one or the other. <laughs> That sounds reasonable. That seems fair. Uh-huh. That seems fair. He plays golf. Every yeah, just day. just play- pick on a bit of a bit of something. It's, it's, it's like working your legs out one week, your arms the next. You got to give it a break. It's funny. It seems like the vast majority of guests that come on to Rogan now have to have some explanation why, or if they have like a workout plan in place that they're thinking mm. of, that they're thinking about doing, or they're gonna get a trainer or it's like doesn't it seem like the vast majority of his guests that come on there that might be out of shape like feel this obligation now it's like i'm gonna do this and i'm doing this and i'm doing that it's good but it's like like, you know i think a lot of them though are just either getting older or getting out of shape enough right to where they know they need to make a change Mm -hmm. and rogan's talked about it enough and clearly (laughs) now i mean you know when he started the pod he was like fifth 41 Right? Right. So he was like close to our age when Rogan started. Now he's like in his 50s and he's not looking like most people that are 50. No. So they're like, people can tell that he knows how to take care of himself and they're like, shit, I wish I could stay in that shape at your right. age. What are you doing? Maybe I should do that. Right. He's always, you he's know, always- eventually time just wears out. You start to get, you know, older, fatter, in pain, like right. getting slow. It's not fun. Well, that's. I feel like that's why the decisions you make now are going to dictate the future in a lot of ways. You know, especially when it. A hundred percent. I mean, if COVID's taught us anything, it's you got to do the 
the preliminary work in order for the things not to maybe take as big a toll on your body as they potentially would. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, well, I guess it was that ayahuasca thing he did that really helped him uh, um, quit that. Right. And that was an interesting story. I wouldn't have... Uh, I knew he smoked some weed, but, I mean, it's really interesting, the people that are believing in that type of drug. You know, dare I say medicine, honestly. I mean, I mean if it's helping people quit highly addictive substances. For sure. I mean, alcohol is difficult to quit if you've been drinking a lot of it for a long time. Right. It's very, It's not easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate any opportunity that makes you, makes you get better and makes you grow. It seems like... I don't know if you think about prescription drugs, that's a one-way ticket to hell in the first place. So it's like, why not try some extracurricular shit, you know? A hundred percent. You think we're going to have to send you on the ayahuasca trip, get you off the white claws? Or? I, 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 wouldn't be, I wouldn't be afraid to go on an ayahuasca trip for sure. Especially there we go. Just, get you down there. I've heard, I've, have you done it before? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not opposed to doing it. I would it. try it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would try it. I mean, it's not exactly one of those habit-forming drugs. It's not like you try it once and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to do more ayahuasca. Most of the time you're like, okay, I'm going to give that a break for a while. That was intense. (laughs) Well, the experience experience that they describe seems pretty fucking intense. I'll give you that. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, it seems it seems really like you you can't help but learn a lot about yourself. And that's what it seems like. How important is that? I feel like that could help us all. You know, that's why. Mm. When he thinks about, when he talks about microdosing and doing these other things that are alternatives, it's like, you have to have a frame of reference, or at least, I don't want to say try it, but you have to try something before you already pass judgment on it. So it's like all these people that are so passionate on one side that this is how it is, it's like, it could be, but if you try this, maybe you'd see something different. Maybe. I mean, it's a possibility, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, take the story that he told about Richard uh, Jenny, the comedian that he admired that he was opening for or headlining one night when he showed up to the club. Right. He goes in to say hi to this guy, and he's like really looks up to this dude. And the guy's like, how long is he going to be in my dressing room to the agent? Okay? Dude. Imagine how much more impactful that would have been for Ron if he had got to tell that story and be like, Richard Jenny was really cool to me, was right. super nice, like encouraged me to do stand-up and da-da-da. And it just shows, like, that guy ended up killing himself. He right. had his demons. And it's not to bash on him, but right. if he could have taken a journey like that and been able to reflect maybe right. and just kind of, okay, got to be nicer to people. Then I'll be nicer to myself. And then... You know, just the whole impact across the board is just so much better. You I know, I haven't done it yet, but I have done other psychedelics, and I think that the introspective nature that they provide, with just like what you said, learning about yourself and learning about relationships. I mean, there's no really alternative other than to do it to understand the effects. Yeah, that, you, know I, you I mean? don't often get out of those experiences, regardless of how they were, whether they were like blissful peaceful and enlightening or like a little scary and they kind of reset your your thinking the first thing it makes you do is not jump on twitter and say a bunch of shit about a bunch of people you don't even know like that's not happening (laughs) that's a good point you know just not like oh i'm gonna give this guy a bad review like what (laughs) that's what you're doing today that's your day well done enjoy your day sir yeah 
so virtuous. So Ron's Ron's going to retire from comedy in a year, he said. And even though we're all missing, fair play to him. I think yeah. that that sounds like a beautiful plan, to be I, honest. I appreciate people retiring from stuff like that. I remember when Quinn Tarantino mentioned that, too. It's like, you don't need... I mean, I guess, do you want the accolades for retiring or just be like, I'm just going to not do this for a while? Like, I feel mm. like, you know what I mean? Why do you have to say I'm walking away? It's like, maybe I'll... Maybe That's a I'll, good point. Like, why... And, That's a good and, point. And, you and don't the, need to make a big, big the, show and dance the, of it. The, these professions provide you the opportunity to just be like, maybe I'll come back. I'll, I mean, once a comedian, always a comedian, right? It's not like you need to tour mm. fucking 300 days a year, but, I mean, you can still write jokes or do something. I mean, you don't have to say... I don't know. I just don't think you ever retire in life, especially when it comes to your passion. I hope that's I hope that's something that I can keep my you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't he live there in Austin? Right now, I think he moved there. Yeah, he just said he sold his. House yeah, so if Joe house. opens a club, right, well, that's he can him. just go down the road, right. chill out, do some sets, and you know, I think it sounded like the touring part of it was wearing him that, out. Then maybe he could just not tour. Come that, to Ron White. You want to see him dude, fly to Austin. When he was telling me, when he was talking about his tour schedule, that sounds like intense. Nothing about that. Yeah, dude. He said he was on the road. Like, what was it? Like fifty weeks a year or something. something? He was crazy. crazy. Yeah, doing three nights a week. I mean, doing three shows a, week, a night and stuff like that. That's not can't be conducive to health, especially the way he was partying and then. Just on the wear and no tear, doubt. wear and tear on your body when travel comes into play is not something to scoff at either, you know. Yeah, but dude, when you're making, you know, who knows, fifty, eighty grand a show, I mean, you could see how you would get pretty motivated to pull right. some of that money in for a while. Right, that's what he was like, saying. Yeah, that's what he was saying too. He's like, I didn't know when this was going to run out, so I felt obligated to take advantage of it for as long as I could. Unfortunately, it hasn't ever ran out since. That story that he was telling about openings for Sam Kinison, like right. what a cr- incredible opportunity that would have been. Yeah, right. You know, just to be when Kinison was on top. Yeah. Just to be around it and watch him just go out and captivate that kind of energy that he used to bring forward. I mean, what ever, an unbelievable ch- opportunity. Did you ever, uh, Kinison was, I was early, early teens, I think. So in hindsight, I remember seeing him and thinking he was the devil. I remember my dad saying, <laughs> saying something to that, <laughs> something to that, <laughs> something to that effect. You know what I mean? But in hindsight, watching his bits now, they're obviously a lot funnier, but as a, whatever, a young teen, I remember thinking back to him, that dude was a a one a one of one, if you will. Oh yeah, well he had super raunchy stuff, and and I think he started off like fairly religious. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. He so, was a, he was a pastor. I remember that. He was right for, for sure. So he really flipped the table on it, and by doing that, I mean yeah, he was upsetting a lot of people that were religious because you know he was pointing to the absurdity of it that he'd seen. And making it hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of needs to be pointed. It needs to be pointed out from time to time too. Yeah, it's good to do. It's good to do even when you're wrong if it's funny. Yeah. Just test the limits. I. You know, people. People should uh, have a better sense of humor. He was given all of his. It's like, hey, you can make fun of me if it's funny. I don't care. If it's funny, do it. I appreciate it. 
it's like a term of endearment, don't you think? When somebody can make a yeah, I think a, so. A really fucking funny joke about you that you can laugh at. There's nothing more endearing that you took the time out to like make me laugh at myself. <laughs> right. I, that's yeah. How, that's how I look at it. It's, I mean, fuck, that's funny. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to uh, Peter Atia. What a fascinating dude he was. Dude, what was is that guy? a just thor of life in every aspect <laughs> yeah basically Jesus. like who I do could, you not know who do you not hang out with are you what, not, what, are what you not, things what, do you, what are you not a doctor of <laughs> like, unreal it was amazing to unreal. hear him he was so eloquent too with all of his words and i mean he was spoke highly of all the right people he was well-spoken dude yeah yeah, so what was he? He was an MD surgeon for a while right. in the ER. Then he went into finance because he was kind of disillusioned and then went back to medicine. Right. And somewhere along the lines, it seems like you got to know everyone who's everyone. Yeah, he's just and, great at everything he does. He was talking about yeah. his swimming regiment and his workout regiment too. I've been not to jump all over the place, but he had that thing saying that guys should be able to hold the bar for two minutes. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was an interesting longevity metric. I never thought about that, but it kind of makes sense after he said what he was talking about. It's always been in the back of my head since, so I'm trying to get my my hang game and and, and check. I've never timed it. Oh, dude. Yeah, I don't don't know. Two minutes is a long fucking time to be hanging, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, grip strength is important in jiu-jitsu, so it makes sense that it would be connected to a lot of things. I like that he's that when he was talking about how a lot of shoulder injuries and shoulder pain can be reduced with a strong grip strength. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I think that's why I'm starting to do it subconsciously now that you mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Like 45 minutes of cardio three times a week. Right. You know, that's a huge factor. And and even, you know, they say diet, exercise, this, this, and this. He goes, there's no bigger metric than just exercise, right. period. 100%. Like, it's if you're doing hard workouts, not help. to say you can just eat garbage, but it seems to be the most important thing. It's just... If you had to pick one, yeah. I mean... Exactly. Right. Yeah, you're either eating salads all the time or you get to eat regular food and you just work out like a right. killer. I will say, exactly. I feel like that makes up for a lot of the different, I mean, lack lack thereof in the diet. The mm. exercise makes up for that, clearly. Yeah, and it seems also, you know, and he didn't really touch on this, but like in a sense, he's taking care of his own mental health too. Did he? You know, he's out hunting. He's connecting with nature. He like understands that whole process. He's got his hobbies down that he's like really into. He's like d- taking care of his mind too. What were, what were his views on? Yeah, he's a, obviously a stud hunter too. He sounds like one of the best bow hunters too. He's just great. What was his thoughts on the vaccine again? I'm trying to think back to what he said. Uh, well, he was saying d- definitely you should take it. Right. Yeah, he was pro-vaccine. But he was talking about the masks, and he was like, are you telling me that I'm going to have to wear a mask in my airport from here on out? Because it doesn't seem like... Uh, Well, what what he was saying, I think, is that if the logic is it's it's safer to use that now because of this pandemic, then really, if you accept that, then you should have to wear it forever. 
Right. Because everyone eventually is going to get this. So it's like we either all wear them forever or we just accept the fact that we're going to get it and, you know, figure it, it out. Just, it, yeah, it can't, it can't be. It can't now be the new thing for flying in airplanes where we always have to wear one. Bro, or every time you're in a government building or in the airport, you have to have your mask on. It's just like, really? We're going to do this forever, the whole world over. I don't know how it's not blatantly obvious and clear, especially when it comes... I don't know if they're enforcing this stuff anymore. It feels like the enforcement power, if it was ever there, I don't know, because I didn't witness any any of the enforcement. But it seems more of a threat, and just see if people will abide by it, because... Here in California, that's been like obviously we're under the like microscope for all this shit for some reason, and yeah, I mean it's it seems I've I've made reference to this too. It comes down to the individual. You have those. I, I was telling you the situation in the Walgreens where I almost had like a altercation with an individual because I wasn't wearing a mask at this point, and it's like. Man, I, I, I it's going to take individuals in order to change this, like. Because if we all just buy into the other stuff that everybody else is doing, nothing changes. I mean, it just seems like there needs to be some pushback as far as I'm concerned. Otherwise, mm. I mean, it just doesn't seem like it. Show me the results that show otherwise. But nobody. nobody well, they just made it. The, the problem is the dialogue. They made <sighs> it seem like it will be here for a minute. And then what we'll do is we just eradicate it and then it's gone. But that's not how it's going to work. It's going right. to be with us forever and we have to figure out a way to either vaccinate against it or get natural immunity and then be able to beat it but like there's no you there's no it just disappears stuff it's not going away he didn't have kind words to say about fauci either i mean it doesn't seem no. who's putting their dude i don't think anyone does right that, now that, what what's coming out of that gain of function stuff does not look good for him dude, he's getting grilled it's like we all kind of knew it too it was kind of exposed at one point i remember talking about it on one of the pods it we it was exposed it's it's just whether whether or not people choose to accept it i don't understand mm. it feels i said this before and i'll say it again it's the fact that it's people got i don't want to say duped or taken down a road that maybe got way down way too far down and don't want to look back and say that oh man Maybe some things went wrong, and maybe we made some wrong decisions, and we need to like adjust the trajectory of what we're doing. But that doesn't want to be the conversation, especially here in California. Let's just keep doing the same shit. That, yeah, that hasn't worked. So, like, what are we doing? I can't be the only person that thinks this way either, because the conversations on the individual level that I have on one-on-one basis, ninety-nine. I could almost just say a hundred percent, because I haven't had any pushback. Granted. I'm in a bubble and I go to the same different places, but the conversations and the situations that I have are so rational and everybody feels that way. I haven't met a person that's been like, man, nah, we should be wearing our masks outside or like feeding, you know what I mean? Like, or wearing our mask period for that fucking matter, if we're being honest, but it's just, you got to choose a line in the sand at some point. And it doesn't seem like anybody wants to do that, especially like when we're referencing Anthony Fauci and we all know it's all bullshit. The fact that it, the, 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 they touched on that case, too, with that $9 billion company with that one chick, and he was, like, going to be her his her right-hand man or something, remember? 
The one oh, the uh, yeah, yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. Right, that had all those. Yeah, so she has a podcast. Well, she doesn't, but they made one called The Dropout, and it's really oh. good. If you guys haven't listened to that, check it out. But what's interesting about it now is they're running the the trial, so they give you updates about what's going on. So I've been listening to the most recent ones. It's crazy, like what when it was all a complete lie. That thing never worked. You know, she billions sh- of dollars were invested. She- it was just a complete fabrication. She- it was like a shoebox. He was like, "Can I see it?" <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yeah. Can I, I, I see I, in there? No, no. I'm I'm gonna be working for you. I would like to know. Like, I signed an NDA. Like, I, I would like to know what I'm doing. Nope, can't. <laughs> I know you're. Yeah, I know no. you're. I know you're a medical professor. Whatever. Like, really intelligent dude. Nah, I'm not gonna let you. Because he would have been like, "This isn't. This is nothing. What are we doing?" Yeah. Anybody that he's like, he's like, this is full of pez. What's going on? I mean, I don't want to say you got to give the lady credit, but that is some sociopathic bullshit. But man, to be able to raise nine billion in just straight up investment without it, with no product, fuck, put put her on Shark Tank. Yeah, right. (laughs) A hundred percent. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, look, thank God she got found out. Really, Right. right. Imagine if she managed to just get over a specific hump where she was worth so much and no one could even get close to questioning her and everyone's just waiting for something to come out. And, I mean, just scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary stuff. But that was the thing. There were a few smart people that just understood that you just can't do that with one drop of blood. Yeah. Like, there's just not enough <laughs> of the thing to check and test. Seems like that would have been. It seems like that would have been a red flag for any scientist if that's really that was the one outlying thing that you need more. Yeah, than I think it was for a lot of them, but they were just basically saying, "Oh no, we found a workaround now. We can so do this, it with the this, one." This is revolutionary. That's, yeah, this that, is the latest, and we can't tell you how it works. <laughs> It's just like super convenient, magic, super convenient shit, huh? Yeah, just magic. He was saying though that uh, Peter was saying that there's like new tests where they can just take, you know, a vial of blood now and start looking for uh, markers of cancer, which is, you know, really cool stuff. Right. You know, if they can do that and just, I guess it like floats around in your whole bloodstream, and then they can, then they kind of you know work it back they're like okay what kind of cancer is this this is like a lung cancer style then they know to look at your lungs and i mean how effective is that going to be in the next 20 years i mean you know instead of waiting until you're coughing up blood they're able to just do an annual check and then they're like you know because he said a lot of the time as long as they catch this stuff early they can really do some good could work with it i'm all for i'm all for preventative healthcare, and that sounds good in theory it seems that if pharmaceutical companies have taught us anything that if they see they're gonna fuck it up yeah it uh, sounds like some make a fuck up you know what i mean they're gonna (laughs) if i'm going in for preventative maintenance it's like if you take your car in and you go in there for your brakes so like your radiator's fucked your alternator needs to be replaced this that and the other it's like they kind of do that shit with your body too a lot of the time yeah you know they're like you got webbed toes we're gonna have to cut your toes off you're like what hold on slow down i'm just a good swimmer but i mean it's that seems to be the idea of marketing right it's like sell them a problem and then sell them a solution (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so i i don't want to be negative because i do see i could see the benefit of that 
I do. Yeah. I do. Well, maybe they could just make those blood tests expensive, and then they could make a lot of money that way. That's true. I do have a question though, and somebody that I know, that is very close to me recently tested positive for COVID, literally the day after I was hanging out with them, and we were all together. I was sharing wine with them, and get your own glass. You I, my, po- my my point is here. I, how is it that she tested positive, and or either I have the antibody? Not it shouldn't be as simple as that. I understand, but given the whole narrative that they sold us, it's like if you were even like came in fucking contact with somebody else that had COVID, you were you were gonna get COVID. So it's like, how is it that I don't have COVID, or if I do have the antibodies, or I'm asymptomatic, or all these other fucking reasons? How is it I'm not directly affected if that is the narrative that we just have the plague going on and if you're next to somebody you're catching that shit like why, why yeah why? I mean why even though with the antibodies now I mean that you there's still a chance you can get reinfected so you know it's it's probably just that some people have better immunities than others uh, maybe you already caught it and so it didn't affect you this time your antibodies are strong so that. Or you just happen to be someone that, when you get it, you're asymptomatic. You don't notice really at all. I mean, there's got to be a lot of those people. So, so literally anything can happen. Yeah, they, that's the point. They don't <laughs> know. No one does. They're just like, well, you know, so there's one of these nine things anything. and maybe it's nothing. And you're like, what? <laughs> Didn't you I've, go to medical school? Well, give us my, a, an answer. I provided myself quite a few outs just in case. <laughs> yeah 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 they cover the bases bro i mean you got to if you want a strong argument you got to cover all the bases oh it's sickening and it's like nobody wants to admit it I, I i don't understand let's at least admit that some shit's going on and especially when he was talking about once you start having to enforce enforce these vaccines it's straight fucking profit that's what he said and i was like oh my god like how is that not clear as day once you mandate something or say that you have to get it, they're going to find a way to charge you for it. Or somebody's going to pay for it somewhere along the line, is my point. Yeah, it's guaranteed it's not, revenue. It, there's not there's not, not somebody not collecting money on this. So the idea, Imagine if the government was like, you need to listen to the Joe Rogan Experience Review podcast. Please. It's now mandated. Then, it's the best you know, it's, it's likely that our numbers would... <laughs> skyrocket <laughs> but is it fair that people have to put up with listening to us talk no not it should I, not be mandated not a chance I at mean, all it's probably bad for your health anyway <laughs> but we do our best <laughs> we do our best i mean you think about it from that perspective and especially the adverse reactions and all the other thing that's compounded it's like it it's not fair it's not reasonable and i feel like the sand is going to wither at the at the bottom at some point cuz people mm-hmm. people are going to have to wake up and say uh this something's not right here yeah but, but you know what on top of this there are things that we know to do that are important there will be other diseases that will be bad and it's things like this guy saying work out here's ways to monitor your your workout are you getting is your grip strength good right, right? are you doing 45 minutes four times a week of cardio um can you hold on to something for two minutes right. and then on top of that it's like i think he was also saying that even if you don't drink there's another type of um non it was called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease 
and it's coming from fructose. Mm. And and the worst way to get fructose is is drinking it or sugar in general. I've like been, don't drink sugars. I've been much period. more conscious of that. I mean, I still have a Gatorade from time to time, but you, I remember when I was a kid, I thought that when I was drinking cranberry juice, maybe when you're a kid, it probably metabolizes a little bit better. Maybe I don't even know, but. It's crazy to think. Yeah, I that. think you can you can handle sugar better when you're younger, I'm he, sure. Cuz he made a good reference um, to he made a good reference to that Paloma situation. He was talking about getting I think it was 500 milliliters of the grapefruit juice from fresh grapefruits. And then he was like yeah. you can take that in one gulp, but he's like it took 10 grapefruits to get that. So the idea <laughs> It's crazy, right? You know what I mean? You drink a glass of orange juice, it's like that and your body has no idea what to no. do with that. It's like holy shit, what so, is happening? At least if you're eating you're like mainlining food. sugar. <laughs> right. But you think for some reason you're doing yourself a favor like we've been sold this idea that taking a glass of OJ in the morning or taking a glass of whatever is supposed to be good for you. It's clearly not. Yeah, sugar is, is a real trouble. But, you know, there's a time and a place, too. Like, let's say you're about, you know, you're about to hit the gym, right. do that 45 minute workout, maybe lift some weights for 20 minutes, and then get in a sauna for another 20 minutes. All of those things are going to ramp your heart up. They're going to get you really working, and you need fuel. Right. So, if you wanted to drink some juice before that, that might not be the worst time to do it. No, so, there could be time and space for it. But if you just sat on the couch, neck and OJ, right. yeah, would, I'd be concerned. <laughs> I don't, I, that, that's probably not a good time to do it. Right. I would say, like you said, made reference to it before, if you have a good exercise regimen, you can make up for a lot of other places that you fall short. Yeah, that is true. You know? That is true. And that's why I always recommend that to anybody because it's like, look, you can make a list of 15 things that you change about your life, but that's hard. It's really hard. Right. So why not just do the one that definitely has maximum right. changes? Maybe if you want to add one more thing, throw sauna in there. That doesn't really take any effort if you have access to one. And then, yeah, slowly work on your diet. But I think the diet thing comes on its own. If you're working out the right way, the last thing you want to eat is McDonald's. Right. Your body just does not want to eat. Imagine doing a stonking gym workout. We're talking like kettlebells or squats and deadlifts. And then you finish, you're depleted of your electrolytes and all the rest of it. And someone says, you want to go get a Big Mac? Yeah. Like you're just not going to crave it. Doesn't sound you're just going to go, oh, no, that's not going to work. That doesn't sound appealing. No, but, but, but if you're drunk and it's Friday and it's two in the morning, you're like, hey, let me get 10 Taco Bell. <laughs> Fire me up. Crunch, crunch wrap <laughs> supreme. No, I really like that Peter guy. I thought he was excellent and I hope they get him back on to talk more about longevity. So he just, you know, you know, he's doing the work. You right. know what he knows. There's science behind it. He's tested it. He's worked with people. He's not about coming on Rogan and lying no. about things no, that no. he know. He's just not going to do it. I mean, I, it's I valuable hope. information whether you, you know, listen to all of it or not. There's some gems in there. I hope that that's that seems to be the case because they know that over a three-hour, four-hour period, you are uh, – Rogan always makes, makes light of it. He's like, you will get seen one way or another. You know what I mean? yeah so yeah um there's no one let's jump over to let's jump over to the last one here and we'll we'll get wrapped up that with and this one what a 
I hate to say Debbie Downer, but this one f- was freaking me out, bro. So this is uh, Tristan Harris that did the uh, Social Dilemma. And Daniel Schmachtenberger, I believe. Gotcha. Schmachtenberger? Uh, that sounds fair. Yeah. Hell of a name. <laughs> now, you know. Brilliant. It, Rogan even hit the nail on the head. The Social Dilemma is something a lot of people watched. It freaked everyone out. And then we all forgot about it and went straight back to Instagram. And it's important to be reminded of the problems that this crap is causing. It, I mean, uh... it look, it has a place. I don't think it's all bad. I think in a lot of ways it's useful and it does keep people connected. But there is like an addictive negative loop that causes you to be on there too much, looking at nonsense and getting pulled into the negativity, especially when it comes to that feedback loop of uh, of the information. You know, you start going down rabbit holes of just nonsense news, and before you know it, you're a flat earther. Right. And the way the algorithm's designed, it's designed just like for chaos. You know, it's yeah. it's designed yeah. to perpetuate the most extreme angles on any given topic. So it's. When, when the algorithm is designed in such a way that's going to produce that same kind of rhetoric and it just perpetuates itself. When they were talking about those like echo chambers, that seems to be so evident of what's going on. Because people are so hmm. so passionate about shit they don't know half, don't know any of the details about. They just know the few clips they've seen on Instagram. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, but that's why I don't get it too attached to anything now. And when it's when we talk about being attached to ideas... If you're going to be attached to ideas, first of all, do your research. Second of all, don't be too attached to ideas because those things are subject to change on any given day, given any situation. They could consistently change. Right. So, I mean, and it's, I think it's important to remember that, like Rogan says often, you are not your ideas. Right. It's just how you think exactly. right now. And also, where did you get the idea from? When you hear that, what was it, 19 of the top 20 right. Christian... Right. Like groups on Facebook were all Bots. like Eastern European troll farms. You're right. like, okay, where am I getting my information? Right. Right. I think we have to be careful about these strong opinions that we start gaining and be like, how much of this am I sure is even true? A hundred percent. And if we've learned anything about the news, it's all it all comes from. Uh, what's the word like uh they're already compromised that is it is they already have an agenda prior to you know what i mean they don't have yeah. they don't have a, a, a objective situation they already have a narrative that they're trying to sell so yeah i mean what about that ai they were talking about that could hold that conversation dude. online and then also you know throw out like maybe post i mean that was scary shit you know pro covid versus Ugh. Or pro vaccine versus anti vax, and, they and then it. throw up all these studies, and you Ugh. can't even tell that it was made by a robot. And then they were saying that I, I can't remember what they were making reference to, but you could talk it into fruition too. Remember when they were saying, "Oh, the video game, oh my, you could God. make asteroids uh. and write the code, oh dude." That's God. terrifying. <laughs> that is so scary. What? Terrifying. That, that that just freed up a new. That I remember when I thought of infinity at some point have you ever thought about the notion of infinity it's kind of daunting at some point i, mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of got that same feeling when i heard that like that could be a an option I was like, yeah that sounds scary <laughs> dude if i had an app right 
that knew how I text. Right. And and it was in my control, and I could contr- like I could just program something into the app, and it would just text back and forth with people I know, and I'm not even involved. Dude, I'd have it troll you all day long just to crack me up. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, text Garrett and get him really upset about yeah. something. And I'll just check in later on the day. And you'll be like, you son of a bitch. I'll be like, dude, I was just kidding. I was I was using my AR troll app. Dude. I, you wouldn't even know, though, would you? How quickly does this all happen? Because is it just going to catch up with us before we're not even expecting it? Because, I, I mean, we've made reference to that metaverse before. It doesn't seem. And the way technology keeps on going so quickly it seems i don't know how far out are we from this well i think that they're saying that it's like it's happening so fast right that it's either just going to be the wild west of everything or the government's going to try and control all of everything we do like they were saying in china like they they have their version of tiktok out there i don't know what it's called and and it like checks in on kids and only teaches them like education or like i liked that some other stuff and then it tells them to take a break maybe go outside i mean that's not a bad idea that is amazing idea i thought yeah brilliant i'm not saying hey we should be like china i don't think they were saying it either but like that's that's one example that at least for kids is is probably not a bad move right and i agree because they're the ones that are going to suffer the most like it fucks us up but we were born in the 80s we're still like you know we remember a time before all of this and we'd be like nah we can't be doing this all the time you know we see the writing on the wall a little bit more these young kids coming into this world you know my friend just had his first kid just a couple of months ago and i've come down to knoxville to see her for the first time and i'm like she's by the time she even knows how to do anything understand anything like right now she can't even roll over once she can like speak and watch tv the world is already doing this stuff she doesn't know a time before this imagine what that's going to do to her brain gotta move to bozeman huh (laughs) that's it get to the mountains people flee to the mountains that's what I did. Damn. Not turning back. I left the beach and and the and the fun and the sunshine for just a bit of peace and quiet. Real life. I don't know. I don't know what the answer with all this is, but I think what they're pointing out because they they were trying to throw in a bunch of solutions, and Joe was not buying that shit either. Right. He was like, "Hold on, that doesn't like. Why would anyone change? Right. Like, why would people put all that effort in?" And it makes sense. But, they they want good solutions. Uh, I mean. In humanity and theory, they're the only solutions, really, because it's like it seems like the tidal wave's coming, and just how we react is going to be true. I mean, it would be a solution if people followed it, but it's just not gonna. Well, it seems like it's either it just doesn't work like that. It seems like it's either. Well, I think once and eventually, hopefully, if if enough people see that they're going to need to think like that, hopefully they do, and hopefully this is going to be evident of that too the situation we're going through right now if you can be resilient mm. now, if you can be resilient now you can be resilient the next time so well it's going to take good data that that is well understood right so if you have the responsibility of saying like when they were talking about 2009 depress there were massive spikes in depression what was happening then all right you got the invention of the iphone now it wasn't technically the iphone's fault but it was the fact that you could get all your social media in the palm of your hands so now you you can't disconnect from it 
Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that the 2008 crash happened the year before? Mm. I mean, yeah, that's prob- that's obviously super bad too. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's the but think about it. There's always many factors right. to something. So you can't just say all of depression from that time is because of this one single event. True. But you know, you can kind of start to correlate between things. And they're seeing a lot of teenage depression that they're linking to social media. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I, right I, after 2008 was a terrible time for a lot of people. Right. So it, it was many factors right. that I'm sure that came into play. But yeah, the way I mean, he, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. The way he was describing it as a big ask for those situations, especially... I, I will say how amazing it would be when they were talking. I don't know the specifics of what a blockchain specifically is, but they were talking about how, as this sounds so reasonable and rational too, if we're taxpayers as citizens, why can't we see where our tax money is going? There should be a breakdown or a frame of reference where you can see everybody's salary, you can see every everybody's. I mean, all the details of what's going on with the finances. There should be a log of because it's shit. a secret, Garrett. It's, exactly, that's my point. But that doesn't sound irra- <laughs> that doesn't. Sound Anytime irra- someone doesn't want to show you where they're spending money or tell you how much they make, it's for a reason. Yeah. And the reason is, if you knew, you wouldn't like it. Exactly. So if we all know that, <laughs> you wouldn't we, like it if, at all. If we all knew, if we all know that, that's common knowledge. Why in the fuck shouldn't that be passed in our? constitution or whatever the fuck i don't know like yeah i mean there could be a lot more transparency i don't really see the reason like sometimes they say well you can't know what the military is spending money on right but i'm like well you could with some of it not all of it is like black ops and missiles like just be like his right generalize the categories it doesn't need to be like detailed i I get that that there could be some discrepancy with that I could yeah here's a massive r&d budget right, right. his payroll right. his transportation right here's this and that right. it's the problem is they probably barely keep track of it oh, that's the problem well, the fact is too it's when you're a politician and you're making 90 grand or whatever a year but for some reason your net worth is 50 million there's got to be some fucking discrepancies sorry yeah yeah there's um, some fuckery that, going that, on bro that doesn't seem like too deep of knowledge to figure that out well, I think Congress people make like quarter of a mil a year. Right. Yet some of them, like you said, are worth like forty million. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, uh, let me just divide forty uh, yes. million by right. two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, are you seven hundred years old? You just made a good. Investment. How have you made this money? Just had a couple good investments. That's convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> couple of good investments, which I didn't have inside knowledge no. about, I promise. And also, I bought all of the Bitcoin. It didn't make sense at the time, but come to find out, it worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got to go. Later. It's like, oh, cheers. Right. I do kind of like some of the shit they were saying about Apple. I mean, look, Apple gets a bad rap. They have like... The way they make their phones is the issue. They've got that plant that people want to jump out the window of. Um, they're a massive company, but I mean, they they are doing better with privacy than most other companies, like your personal privacy. It is cool, kind of, that they haven't jumped on the social media bandwagon. So that's pretty dope because they're not they're not kind of encouraging this stuff and therefore censorship, really. 
Um, and they and they're not big on censorship. Think our our podcast is hosted on Apple. They've never given us a hard time about anything that we said, and I don't even know how they would even profit off us. They just allow it to be on there, and they're like, good, do your thing, like, have it. I mean, it, it. I don't know, bro. It's kind of something that I'll think about the next time I update my phone, and I might be like, maybe I'll jump over to Apple. Yeah, something to think about. People are so virtuous on so many things. It's interesting to think that we're all walking around with this computer in our pocket. Joe's made reference to it before, too, that has so much blood on its hands to some extent, you know? But yeah, you can, yeah. There's no way around it. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's a little brutal. I don't. Know. You know. I mean, we're making a podcast using right. laptops that I'm sure all of this wasn't organically sourced. No, no this wasn't grown from the ground. <laughs> no, Some no. Suffered. Somebody was mining somewhere in a sand mine, bleeding, right. Right. getting paid almost nothing. Right. Francis Ngannou oh. is working hard for this. Yeah, it's not pretty stuff, man. It's not pretty. And that's, and but this is why sometimes you need these guys like Tristan to pop out and just be like, hey, just real quick. I know you've been having fun listening to these podcasts for a while or this week, but I'm now on just to remind you that there's a lot of fucked up stuff right. going on in the world and you need to be aware of it because it's not good for your health. I felt like I was definitely enlightened after listening to that to a lot of things that I maybe not have saw the impact or the what was going on, but it seems that that uh that train's coming you know Mm. well you know and they ended it with an important point they're like look rogan you know your show helps people make sense of the world and for right or wrong i think that that's a big part of what draws people to rogan's show and i agree with it i would say that i think that it does i'm on board with that sentiment for sure i mean it certainly helps him make sense of what's happening and you know and i've kind of always felt that and it's great that he gets to have people on like this, get these messages out, and the more he chooses to do it, just like the guy he has on for the Innocence Project, mm. the more he brings these people on. Look, we're all outraged by that stuff. We just don't hear about it. We don't know what to do. So he gets these guys on, and they come on multiple times, and it's like enough to remind us, oh, shit, this is important. We need to keep... We, sh- we should figure something out, we you know? Need- and the power is always in the individual. Working together with a bunch of other individuals, absolutely. That's that. That needs to be. That needs to be more spread. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's just good reminders. Right. These reminders help. Hell yeah. Because we're all having a good time. We're all having fun. A lot of times. Well, a lot of people are struggling too. But it's just good to kind of take a minute and be like, okay, this shit is wild and it's going to be a problem. Yeah, uh, it is, but. We're going to navigate it. We're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to do, right? All right, brother. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week. You're going out to dinner tonight, a fancy place? Where uh, are you going? The room? Uh, Yeah, we're going to hit some uh, place up in Santa Monica. I'm going to wear three masks on my eyes, I think. Excellent. Cover your whole head. Yeah, I'm going to cover, cover my whole head. <laughs> I'm glad that you are. Glad you are. Well, you guys have a good time. And everyone, thank you, as always, for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy it and uh, love you all. Happy Thanksgiving, fam. Peace and love. Later.